My name is Ramona Ellers, and I'm here to talk about the justice system. When you say you want to talk about the justice system, what does that involve? How we lack support and how families are failed on an everyday basis and not even just the people, the suspect or the victim, but the families, the children, parents, even grandparents, and the lack of help that they receive. My dad has been in and out of jail for at least since his 20s, and he's in his 60s now. My whole childhood was him going and getting out, going and getting out. Many times where I had to call the cops and have him arrested, and he'd be out within three to 30 days. I guess it really goes back to my oldest sibling. My dad raised her until she was 16 and finally got to go be with her mom, but she had CPS involved multiple times. I'm sure she called for help multiple times. And I don't really know very many specific details about her story, but I do know that it was a constant thing and she never received help, support. My dad was never taken to jail or anything like that for any of the things that he was accused or even proof. You could have all the proof. I had proof. My brother, the same thing, actually. I believe some incident happened maybe at school or something uh, where somebody else called CPS and they showed up to our house or to their house because I don't even know if I was born yet at this time. And CPS knocked on the door and started asking my dad about the situation and he brought my brother down and beat him all the way over that living room um, right there in front of CPS and they didn't do anything about it. They couldn't do anything about it. Oh my gosh. Okay, so um, you mentioned that you had to call like cops. Multiple for times. Yeah. Do you remember like the very first time? Yes. How uh, you? I was probably, I, th- I actually don't think I actually ended up calling, but I went to start calling. But I actually ended up intervening um, in my mom and dad's altercation because my pepal, my pepal was there. I was staying the night with my pepal and my parents had gone out and been drinking and they came home uh we hour in the morning and I woke up to commotion, loud bang or noise. And I looked through a little window and I could see across the hallway to my parents' bedroom. And my dad was on top of her, choking her. And I immediately got up and I started trying to wake my papa up and he's older and very kind of slow. You're moving way too slow. So I went to pick up the phone and my papa was like, no, don't do that. Let's see what's going on. And so he didn't know exactly what I had saw yet. I just, the first thing I knew to do was just go jump on his back and wrap my arms around his neck and start squeezing. I'm sorry, how how old were you? Four, four maybe. I couldn't have been in school yet, so yeah. I had to have at least been four. And that my, that's like my first memory of violence, really. So did you end up calling? I think uh, my papa ended up making him leave. And I don't think anybody called the cops. Uh, one thing about my grandparents is my grandmother died when I was three. But she thought the world of my dad, and they see the good in everybody, and that's got to overpower the bad, and that's how they saw things. And a lot of altercations happened in front of my pet ball, which was really sad because he couldn't intervene or do anything about it. My dad did that a lot to a lot of women, beat them in front of their parents and who couldn't do anything. Oh, my gosh. So your dad was in and out of your life? Basically, what would happen is like he would be, well, let's backtrack a little bit. My dad uh, stopped working about the time when I was about six. I was actually in private school and uh, 
when he stopped working, we couldn't afford private school anymore. So we moved out of my grandparents' house and we moved to a better school district. And so I could go to public school. And uh, my dad never worked again after that, other than like little side jobs here and there when he'd feel like it, basically. But my mom was a nurse and made, uh, uh, you know, (laughs) not a lot of money, but we made it. And so he kind of abused that, I feel like. And so he would take my mother's money and go uh, on the weekends to our hometown and hang out with his friends and stay wherever he would be able to stay and he would spend all this money buying people beers and that's mainly his issue is drinking but he would go out and tell people that it was his money and that he owned these businesses that he didn't own and that I I don't know if he he would kind of like with me even abusing me my mom was never around my mom did not know even half of the things until I was probably 12 or 13 years old when he was finally out of the picture for good. That's why I would never tell my mom anything because each time something would happen or he would go to jail, he would leave and we'd have this break, but then he'd come back. He'd eventually come back because he wouldn't have anywhere to go when he'd get out. And then he'd eventually just start going right back to that same old routine of going away on the weekends and being unfaithful uh, at the same time, even in front of me. So I would have to come home and keep those secrets because I knew if I told my mom, she would confront him and uh, there would be a whole whole fight. Yes. And so I would just keep secrets so much from my mom because she would never, she's a nurse. She can't be drinking and getting in trouble and risking her license and stuff like that. So she would never go with us on the weekends to see what he was spending money on and being unfaithful and he would go and stay even weeks sometimes uh, down there with ladies and other people and stuff so until he actually broke my mom's neck when I was in fourth grade the summer after my fourth grade year and that's how old are you in mm-hmm. 11 or so yeah uh, that's when it was final that's when he that was kind of when it stopped and my mom put her foot down and was like this is it so at that but I got a story about that too. So at that time that's when um your mom kicked him out? Yes. Well, it was kind of help from my older sister on my mom's side. My siblings are 16 and 20 years older than me, so they were grown up by the time I was in the picture and my dad was in the picture. They never liked him. <laughs> so yeah. uh, when he did break my mom's neck, actually, I had a friend staying the night. That was embarrassing. Um, I had a friend staying the night, and we were going to summer school, actually, together. So she was staying with me, and we had school the next morning. And my mom had cooked this big meal, and he was actually, he had just started working for the first time since I was like four or five, doing the same thing he had done before. And they were supposed to be leaving or something for the weekend, or that Thursday, I think it was like Thursday, it happened on like Wednesday, I can remember this, because he was going to be going for a couple of days on the weekend. And they got into, I think he said something about her cooking or doing something, I don't really remember, but the yelling started. And me, granted, my dad's friend who he works for is there, and he's a huge man, a very big man. He's actually called Bigfoot. That's what people call him. Oh, and um, my brother was there, and my dad even locked both of them out of the house to where they couldn't even intervene. And when he finally came out of the house, he also had told me, I tried to get in, he told me and my friend, go play. Yeah. And so when he came out of the house, and he basically didn't say anything they just 
looked at each other and they left and nothing was said and then I go in the house and I see my mom's forehead is like sticking way out here Mm -hmm. and I'm like that's not okay and so she wouldn't let me call the cops so I called my sister and I was like you've got to come something's wrong and my mom made her go to the hospital and that's how we found out her neck was broken he had like come up behind her and hit her or pushed her and she fell forward and hit her forehead on a shelf sticking out of the wall Mm -hmm. and it slung her head back and it broke it um and that was where i started to realize that our system was broken because at that time my mom was in the hospital i don't really want to say how many days because i don't remember um but it was a period of time and my mom obviously wanted a restraining order something to keep him from being able to get me from school and things like that and we were going to go stay at my sister's in hiding we would park her car behind the house so he wouldn't know we were there if he drove by but they wanted my mom to serve him the restraining order doesn't make sense why would you expect a victim and this could go for man woman it doesn't matter if somebody is threatening you to the point where you need a restraining order and they expect you to be the one to serve it to them that's setting them up in a way so the cops were the one that said here's the papers you Mm -hmm. go to your person and you tell them to stay away from me pretty much yeah that's wild and this happened here in cattle parish cattle parish cattle parish that is insane and my sister he was in jail at the time and i don't want to say i don't know if he went to jail for this incident because he goes to jail so often that it could have been for something else that he just happened to be in jail a week later for but so he was in jail and seeing cattle correctional and my sister went up there to give him the papers and there was a cop in there who was like giving her i mean hell about it basically um saying you can't go back here and serve an inmate and she's like but you're telling me i have to serve them because obviously my sister wasn't going to let my mother do it yeah um but my sister's like i'll serve him if you bring him up here and let me serve him the papers or you can be a decent human being and serve him for me and i mean eventually he ended up serving them so from the very beginning they could have served him themselves yeah from the start they never needed my mom to serve him herself that's crazy. So he's in jail at that time, and mm-hmm. then that's when you were 12 years old? Okay. Maybe 11, because by 12, uh, we had moved. My mom bought a house and had it all set up to where he had no rights to it. So if she kicked him out or told him to leave and the cops came, he would have to leave. Yeah. He had no legal rights to the properties. So um, after that, uh, did did he ever come back? to your life not from that's a crazy story because it seems to be always something would happen that would bring him back and this was the longest gap that they had stayed apart Mm -hmm. and i think it was from from 12 to what age we'll say about 11 to 12 11 to 12 yeah we'll see we'll even give it a year that's the longest they had stayed separated apart yeah um and i guess he maybe had not gone to jail that year to not have come back um but we had actually planned our first vacation as a family i'd never been on a trip as a kid and i was going into my sixth grade year and now i'm living with my sister um for multiple reasons but uh we're going to tennessee so we're staying there and it's during thanksgiving break and we get a call that my dad had been in a severe car accident and 
it was pretty bad. It, uh, speed and alcohol definitely had a factor. And he came out, he was ejected uh, from the car. And he was in uh, on life support for, I think, about 12 to 14 days. And so we had to leave our vacation and rush to the hospital because my mom was still married to him. So she was the one to make all the medical decisions and stuff. So after that, I actually saw a whole different version of my dad. My dad had never been alcohol-free or medicated. So after that accident, um, he was seeing doctors. He was going to doctor's appointments. My mom was getting him his medications. He was doing everything how he was supposed to do. It was the first time in my life I saw my dad show emotion towards anything, especially hurt somebody being hurt. There was an animal. I don't even remember the story, but an animal got hurt, and he was a mess. And I was like, what is happening? I'd never seen him be sensitive. But it didn't take him very long to start, probably within a year, and he did live with us. Um, My mom helped take care of him. He had like short-term memory loss and things like that. But he eventually got back into that old routine of going and staying with his friends on the weekends and then coming back. And you start to go back into those old habits and he wasn't staying on top of his medication. And then he was back on alcohol. So it flipped back. And at that time, he started seeing another lady and my mom and him just went separate ways. And she went through it, too. And when I was in sixth grade, it was the last incident I ever witnessed of my dad. He's had several more since then, but it was the final one that I got to witness. And I was at a point, because I'm a teenager now, and if I don't want to stay around you, I won't. And I think he had gotten to a point where he just didn't do that in front of me anymore, too, because he knew I was at that age where I didn't have to see him. I didn't have to have a relationship but he did. He he beat her and broke her elbow. Um, I mean, he would sling her on the ground so hard it broke her elbow over her not giving him sexual favors. Just what? Oh, my gosh. And I'm sitting here and I'm a teenager just now starting to have hormones and these things. And now I'm seeing you beat a woman because she doesn't want to do things to you. So at that time, was was the cops? I did not, because at that point, I had called the cops so many times. um, And I'll get to some of those incidents where I did call the cops. But this was kind of the point where I knew that nothing would stop him. Cops couldn't stop him. He was not going to ever go to jail long enough to learn a lesson. Jail was nothing but a thing for him. Um, He'd take jail time any day before he'd ever pay a fine or breathalyzers. They had offered Putting breath, he'd take two years before he'd ever put a breathalyzer in his car. Oh, he'll rather go to jail, jail for, for two, two years. years than put a breathalyzer in his car, Gosh. or because like that, thirty days to two years is nothing for him. It's yeah. a cakewalk. It's like a second home. I, I, I'm very confident that there can't be an employee in Bozier Max or Caddo Correctional that doesn't know him. Because he's just been in he's and out in, so much. Yeah. I mean, I bought his records. I actually paid to see his records through Bozier Parish. I haven't looked at Caddo's yet, but I plan to just because I know there'll be everything that from us and me calling and things like that on it. But um, I was able to see all the way back to the 80s where he was fighting people and beating people, even friends. I watched this man beat his, one of his good friends. And his his friend's ear came off. Oh, my gosh. 
so like it, it I, I don't know it how and it would always be small things I feel like the things that would make you angry are the things he wouldn't get angry about it would always be small dumb things yeah. that would set him off but actually for me when I was about I want to say seven or eight was the first time I think I called the cops and we were um in our hometown and we had gone out and actually this is actually I think I had did, I had told my mom that he was not being right towards her when he was away down there by ourselves he was seeing her best friend one of her best friends this is a story the lady that he would cheat on my mom with actually used to be with another man who was my dad's friend so they used to live in little rock arkansas and me my mom and dad would go and stay with them it for like a week or two i would stay a month during the summer with these people and my parents would come back home and then my mom i'm here i am telling my mom because they had split up their friends split up and yeah. so the lady had come back to our hometown and my dad was seeing her behind my mom's back and i had told her that and so um my mom had got it my mom would drink and when she would drink she'd say something she doesn't keep her mouth closed um when she has the courage and so we were sitting at a table all of us and my mom my mom picked up on the vibe from the two of them and i think that just set her where she couldn't keep it quiet anymore like what y'all are doing and my mom's six foot and this lady's my size i four and so my dad's trying to get my mom in the car and is telling her to like shut up and it's like trash talking her my mom yeah and the other lady's like running home she like lived across the street so she's like running home and um so we get in the car and it's a two-door car it's like got a back seat but you know when it's just two door so you had to like pull the seats forward to get in the back seat and the seat belt was attached to the door one of those old school cars where the seat belt always was on the doors yeah um, so my mom's trying to get in the car and she is kind of drunk and, and it would he would also do this when she was like this it would never be altercations when they were both sober or when she was sober and he was drunk she would have to be on the same like you know he, where he could take advantage yeah um so my mom got in the car and she hadn't had her she hadn't gotten her leg in on the way and he starts driving and we go up this really steep hill and the door swung on her leg and i'm in the back seat trying to push and hold the door open so she can get her yeah. leg in and uh he stops at the top of the hill and i don't remember what was said all i remember is he came around and he dragged her out of the car and he dragged her around the front and then he got back in the car and we did a bloop bloop so she he, he ran, he over, ran her. over her and then she would crawl obviously she would try to scoot away and i think she was trying to get to go down this hill where she could just roll yeah. and she kept trying to scoot that way and he would get out and drag her back he did it maybe three four times and he would repeatedly front tires and back tires and then i was so nervous i was thinking in my head please don't reverse like as we did i was worried she was scooting and he would reverse and like go over her head or something and i'm like seven eight years old thinking about this and i'm like he's going to kill her she's got to be dead and i'm thinking in my head she's got to be dead we've done this too many times she's got to be dead and the last time he finally got her he had to like pick her up and my mom is six foot my dad's maybe an inch taller than me maybe five five yeah uh, and he drags her and throws her back in the car she's not all the way in there again so i'm like in the side he doesn't see me trying to like put her legs in and like hold the door from like slamming on her and she's like all limp 
She is super limp. Her shirt's got holes in it. It was a white t-shirt. Um, and I remember her arm or sleeve just being ripped on this side that I could see. And I was trying to look to see if she was bloody and stuff. And I couldn't see the front of her without being super obvious to him. And it was back when uh, the cell phones were like this long yeah, and this thick. thick. And you had to pull the antenna out on it. Yeah. And so I called 911, but I did not know where we were at. And when I called 911, we had driven down the road and he had pulled off the side into this. It looked like maybe somebody's deer lease or hunting camp or something where it was a gate. And he pulled her through the gate and went and stuck her in the woods and propped her up against a tree. And so while he's doing that, I reach in her purse and grab the cell phone and start calling 911. But all I could tell them was that we passed a blue building. I know today that that blue building is a fire station and we had passed this fire station and I knew we were right there by it and I knew the place we had left. So I kept trying to tell them we're right down the street from this place. And at that time, my dad came back to the car and he caught me and he said, who are you on the phone with? And I said, nine one one. And he got in the car. He didn't say anything. He just took the phone from me and threw it in the floorboard. And we got back to that blue building and he asked me he was like do you think we should go back and get her and i Gosh. said yes yeah. and i mean because i'm freaking out i'm thinking she's dead because i'm thinking that's why he took her in the woods oh. and just left her there uh, and then we were supposed to be staying with my grandparents my papa and of course we didn't he didn't take her there because she looked awful so we went to another lady's house and stayed with her in her guest room and i could hear my mom throwing up all night long and it was horrific sounding because i don't know if it was painful to her but she was very loud hurt to throw up yeah. and every time she would throw up i could hear my dad yelling at her and like so this lady her name was ruby joe and um she was an older lady and every time she would hear it she'd get up and come in there and she'd tell my dad to shut it up she oh would gosh. put my dad in his place um and i'm like i, I feel like she had to have known that he had physically hurt her, hurt her. so um, the cops never came nope. on that day nope do you remember what they what they told you or like did they even they try were trying to, to keep me on the phone is yeah. what it was and so like i kept trying to like hold the phone and i really wish i would have because i considered setting it under the seat mm -hmm. and then just letting them hear, hear and keep it and then i could try to pick it up and talk when i could but when he came back, I was just like, she was talking to me and I was trying to hear what she was saying, I think. And that's why he busted me. But So yeah. he, he hit you? No, well, no, or, he didn't hit me oh, that he, time. Oh, he busted you because of... And he just took the phone and he just like asked me so calmly, should we go back for her? And I'm like, and I am panicked. I am thinking the absolute worst. I thought she was gone. I thought that was the only reason he would have hit her like that. Because why else would you have hit her? I don't know what his what his thought process and do even today I can't think about what his intentions of dragging her into the woods what the intentions were with that like did he think she was gonna die? die. Oh my gosh! I don't know. So your mom survived that, and then you guys went to um, another lady's house, mm -hmm. and then after that, was was she working then? My mom was she, was she yes. working already? Yep. So she lied a lot. So she, she did a lot of line, even when she broke her or when he broke her neck. Um, I was in daycare and she would another lady from her work 
would ride with her every day to come pick me up so she could come in and get me so my mom wouldn't have to because her face was black and blue and she had to wear this neck brace and all of that and everybody at her work other than this one specific lady her name's miss michelle um thought that she had fallen off of a porch so basically no matter what your dad did she just protected him Mm -hmm. and lied about oh my god and i think it was uh I think they had some sort of like trauma bond. There was a bond there. But I definitely believe that my mom, and I'm not going to say there was altercations, I believe, uh, before I was born, but not as it didn't get to the point that it was until they got married. That's when it really, really took off. Because there was a time when I was a baby, I think about three months old, he slammed my arm and the front door because my mom was trying to leave with me and he was trying to slam the door my mom thought it was broken and and but my mom I think that's the only thing that my mom thinks he did to me and until I was about 10 years old she didn't really know the truth he actually used to spank me and beat me with a two by four just for everything homework reading stuff like that so I would still even homework was so terrifying because I would get beaten over it that I would steal the answer sheets from the teacher and bring it home. 